back on deck. Like Rodman. It's an absolutely terrible song. <laughs> Welcome to this, the ninth episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. Fabian Guadagnolo is here with me and he tells me that this week it's new and improved. It is new, you know, it's hopefully like, improved. It's like those bags of chips, just thin hopefully, down the contents. Hopefully it's not like the Arnott's shapes. <laughs> and people ask us to go back to the old Fabian format. has um, basically assumed the mantle of producer and he is dictated, if you will, that the Time episode keeper, will more run than producer. 45 minutes. 45 minute record. I suggest that if people just listen to the episode on two times speed, it'll run 45 minutes. <laughs> Occasionally <laughs> so, it won't even do so that. We'll try. So Fabian, you're with us. Hello. Buonasera. Ragazza. Yeah. No, ragazza is uh, female. Biscotto. And with me also is Tim Davis. Tim, hello. Sean, how are you? Great to see you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm excellent. You're, You're wearing from... long sleeves, yes. and I'm convinced you're trying to hide the tan of those arms. Or well, maybe it's a sunburn. You were... Could be the tattoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? No. Could you... 2019 <laughs> premieres. <laughs> you got a tattoo of a singlet. Yeah. <laughs> do your arms feel like, do you feel like restricted? I do, I do. I feel he like does half look... the man I normally am. He does look a bit like the, you know, the Incredible Hulk before he bursts out. Does he wear? Know, he wears purple pants. Always, purple pants. Yeah, yeah. Always. What, is he, what shirt does he wear? No shirt. Well, it doesn't matter. It rips off when he gets too big. Yeah. yeah, but what shirt does he rip off? Like Arnie had the, he had like a tropical type setup when he broke the shirt in Twins. Uh, no, generally he's not. Well, he's just wearing whatever shirt he's wearing at the time. Usually it's like in it's sort of white. But how do the pants survive? I think they're just. I think they're probably just underpants that he's wearing, and he's in the. They're, they're elasticized, so they stretch. They're uh, three quarters. Yeah, yeah, they're like pantaloons. But he wears those and then... What's pantaloons? You know, they go just below the knee. <laughs> the plus fours, the yeah. Payne Stewart plus fours. Yeah. they go just below the knee because Incredible Hulk's a modest man. He wants to make sure he's covered up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we get up to this week? Uh, Tim, don't bore us with the details of your trip. Oh, you want me to? Yeah, you can. I thought you said don't. I was hoping you wouldn't, no, but you can. Look, I, I don't know if we went into detail, but a very late call-up to go to Bali with mm-hmm. my younger sister. She mm-hmm. was going to go with a girlfriend who's pregnant and um, no really, really bad morning sickness. And um, her doctor said, look, don't go. Wrong place, wrong time. Give it a miss. And Did so you Kath fly a- on uh, one of those Boeing 7, whatever it is? I don't Class believe so. 737 Maxes or whatever they call them. Uh, well, I was on an aeroplane. Yeah. I uh, don't know what it was, though. Had propellers. Yeah. <laughs> we got there, we got home, so I guess that's the most important thing. But um, That's that's always a positive. You, you flew can... the liner from uh, the start of Temple of Doom. Yeah, Laoshe. Yeah. Nice try, Laoshe. Oh, that's, that's one of the Is best. that how you, you arrived in Bali? Did you jump out with a, on a life raft? A big yellow <laughs> life raft. <laughs> I said, Davises, it's your stop. And they just opened up the side of the door and out you popped. Did you go yeah. with your sister or did you meet her there? Or we, separate flights? No, we went on the same flight, but we were separate seats. Yep. It's a good result. And then... Uh, you, always, you know people always say, you're always separate seats. You just weren't near each other. This is true. Oh, she was no, row was 12, right I was row 31. Yep. And uh, But on the way home, just her flight was originally going to leave at like 11.30 at night. She doesn't have a job at the moment, so she was just going to get home when she got home. But... 11.30, flying overnight, coming in at 7, just wasn't going to suit me, having to work the next day. So I grabbed a 2 o'clock flight. Yep. Um, but as it turns out, we were there on the 6th of March. 7th of March is their silent day, and they basically switch off all the electricity, and they just, it's just like a celebration day, and they just pray. And Is that like Earth Hour? Well, that's right. Earth it's Day. Cath too, yeah. So, but basically from about midday, 
the day prior, you can't, no one works. Do you see the... So basically, if Kath was wanting to get the airport for 11.30 that night, she wasn't going to get a cab, transport... So they literally shut all the power off. Everything stops. Stops stops. or shuts the power off? It's like Adelaide on a hot day. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Just not quite as... Do you remember uh, the, 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 the footage of like Perth... And Adelaide on Grand Final Day when they'd show the streets, the streets, and there'd be no one in them. I love like it. a ghost. I mean, it's that was like during the World Cup, they had the good shots of like the motorways in England, and they broke them down to like key moments. So like the penalty shootout and what it was the A one or whatever they call their really busy motorway was just empty. Yeah. During the penalty shootout, there wasn't. Mm. There was one like weirdo on it who you know <laughs> decided, fuck the football, hate it. There's always people that say that. You ever notice like you ever work retail and. On a big day, like grand final day or whatever, people who are walking around like feel compelled to tell you, I don't like the football. <laughs> Good on you. I don't like it. They take no interest. Don't even know when the game is. If that happened in Australia, punt road would still be chockers. Still, no, but, be, still be a queue. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no other road to have cars on it, but punt road will would have a queue on it. Sean's looking at the clock. Look at the clock. Is, this, is this unnerving for yeah, it's you? It's a little bit. Um, you know what I got really into this week? This is just by the by. This is a bit of info into my life. Um, Maths. Uh, no, I've been, I've been into that for a while. Um, I'm enjoying it, but uh, I'm probably what are you just, enjoying about maths? Just the trashiness. Yeah, no, nothing in particular. Oh, there's no depth. There's no, no. I just love the trashiness. It's just oh, they're so trashy. I, I think there's a certain someone on there that. No, I play that up. I play that up just for shits and giggles with uh, Kel. Shout out to Kel. Um, Kel's jumped right off maths. It's tiring. It's gotten to that point yeah, of the season now where you're like, let's wrap yeah, it up. Nah. Let's wrap it up. All I right, think all the, I think they've realised that and they've. I think they've shut it off next week, don't they? Last, no, last episode. No, they said it's got a couple of weeks to go, doesn't uh, it? it's a finale. Finale. I, I thought it finished Sunday, but yeah, that's Sunday. But they said in the show they said. Oh, look we're at Sean is in last, a panic. They said we're entering the last weeks of the experiment. No, it's the last week. I think yeah, you're I, fine. Last don't, week. don't listen to me. I'm not certain. Cyril goes nuts it. and just massacres everybody. That could so just be a, turns well. green and ends yeah. up in purple pants. Be a show-stopping finale. No, no, I've been really into. There's these things on YouTube. A lot of YouTube is shit. No doubt about it. And even some of this stuff shit, but this this there's certain people out there who've done like really kitschy eighties remixes of like modern songs. And they're really good fun. Eighties remixes. Yeah, like they've got like heaps of synth and like reverb and like eighties structured nonsense. But of a modern song. Of a modern song. Give us an example. Oh they've done like I, I came across the Blink One Eight Two variants and they were quite okay. Yeah, not well, the whole not Couldn't the whole. get any worse. No. Oh, <laughs> Who do you like? Let's give me one of your bands. Oh, He's a Michael Jackson man. Out <laughs> 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 of all weeks to raise this. At least uh, none of Blink-182 have had a diddle to small boy, so, uh, allegedly. Right. Highest selling album of all time. Because everyone used to buy records. Because you had to. You still had to buy records when Blink-182 were around too, mate. Yeah, they still sold really well. Yeah. But back then, everyone had to buy it. You had to. Yeah, but there were also other artists, Sean, who don't have those accolades. What do you fucking mean? This guy was like the only music, way you there, could there listen was, there to was music. There was music before 1999. The Sean. only way you could listen to music was if it was played on the radio and you didn't know what was coming up next. You, so you used to have the fucking. You have once told me that Blink 182 were a bigger band, a bigger band, and the Killers were a bigger band than like Pearl Jam and the Red Hot Chili. I Pearl. never said that ever. No, to me personally, you did. I never said that to you. I remember this conversation. And the story was... You called them They shit. were the biggest band in the world in between, like, you two coming back for all that you can't leave behind. 
and there was a bit of like red hot chili peppers with californication but for that little period there was a little window where they were the biggest band in the world off the back of enema of the state and the mark tom and travis show live album the enema You're strikes back yourself. mate they were yeah don't make me mention i think already the backstreet boys sold more albums than your Blink earlier than that earlier than that they were big and then everyone just got tired of them because they were crap yep who the backstreet boys or Blink backstreet boys you love the Backstreet Boys. You no, went, I don't. You, did you go to the Backstreet Boys slash New Kids, New Kids on, on the, the Block? block no, I did not. Why would I do that? What has given you this idea? And you didn't answer my question about artists you like who weren't pedophiles. Van Halen? My God. Are you serious? They've got like three good songs. Oh, Lord, don't know. How many no. does he need? That's, more than, that's three more than Millie Vanilli have. Oh, <laughs> Millie Vanilli only had one good song. No, well, seriously. Yeah. They've got three good songs. Who? Van Halen. You're kidding yourself. Name. Dreams, Jump, Why Can't This Be Love. Panama. Panama's very overrated. Oh, you, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. And the broadcasters missed a trick when Australia played... Well, Panama. Do we end up playing Panama or we were going to play Panama? No, because they never played... They didn't play the right bit of the song. They just needed to play the intro, just the guitar as they're going out to an ad. The dun, dun, but they dun, didn't... Didn't dun, they dun. used to play... Didn't they used to play stuff in between... Or after goals? And they just play. They kept on playing. This is during the World Cup recently. They just play. Kept playing the wrong part of the song. Mm. I agree completely. Um, but yeah, search out uh, Marty Kenfly and Initial Talk on YouTube if you want to listen to some '80s remixes of mm. modern-ish songs. One of them, in a, in a funny story, one of them. I've still got 17 seconds on the clock. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like what's his name from Michigan. I'm on the I'm on the clock. <laughs> Call the time out. Call the time out. Um, <laughs> Chris Webber. One Chris of Weber. them was uh, a, a Dua Lipa, that song, New Rules. Yeah. Like it's, I remember hearing it when it was on the radio, quite when it first came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I get it. I get why this is popular. Yeah. But this guy, Initial Talk, did a remix and turned it into like a, a Madonna-like pop song. Yep. It is unreal. I'll give it a listen. I might play it. Play it on the end of the podcast. If, if this was a song from the 80s, I remember playing it to my sister who's a bit older than me, and I was like, she was like, oh, I'd be all about this if this was back in the well, 80s. That, that's, that's, that's right in my wheelhouse, that type of music. That it's brilliant. No, seriously. 80s, they take, 80s pop is... They is, take this sort of meandering, like, yeah, it's, it's not a bad song, whatever, but they make it this like really up-tempo 80s fucking radio hit. It's good. I'll play it later. Beautiful. Going to move on to AFL now. We're going to talk a little bit about the JLT wrapping up, um, how teams fared, how teams are looking. It's always hard. We'll touch on F1 later, but it's a bit like... Pre-season testing, you're not sure how much which teams are showing and if some teams are showing their hand too early or yep. taking it too seriously. Um, the big match out of the weekend, we're not saying this just because we were Carlton fans, but it was Carlton and Collingwood. Um, interesting to get a look at, um, obviously, last season's beaten grand finalists and then obviously the Blues who have hopefully put in a fair bit of work to improve this season. Um, ultimately, what did we make of the game? I think a little bit like the first one against Essendon, both teams could probably take some positives out of it. Yep. Do we... Confirm that we played a man down or two men down? I think it was at least one. So, which is, that's good to know that we weren't overrun mm. and we had fewer rotations. Um, we were given a portable as change room while Collingwood <laughs> were given the. Collingwood looked like they were trading out of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, so. But look, now there was, there was some, some good signs, some good fight. Harry Mackay. Harry Mackay started that last quarter, was impressive. So, presented well. Presented well. I there was it, one mark that he, he didn't take in the third quarter that disappointed me that he should have. Mm. 
but then he really made amends for it in the way that he started the last quarter and all was forgiven. Yep. He's a guy who I feel like we've stunted his development because we should have been seeing that 18 months ago, but we didn't back him to play him often enough to get through this, this little sort of hump as he's really acclimatising to the level. It feels like we should, and this isn't his fault, we should be beyond this stage of his development. Is it a fair thing to say that he just comes across as being a bit immature, even emotionally? Um, it's hard to say. That, that's yeah. For some reason, it, it's that sort of precocious talent. I've always sort of seen that he just wasn't... Just say it, Tim. Say what, say what you want to say. Just call just, him... It just, just didn't you, seem like he you was... You clearly really... want to call him a pussy. No, not all. I, if... Absolutely the opposite. I, I think he's quite the opposite. We've, I've always remarked that he's got a bit of the old... He's got a bit of... The C-bomb in him. Yeah, absolutely. Well so, and truly. I he, think just, he just looked like he was... Um, the word isn't show pony either. There was just... There was something about he just didn't look like he was prepared to graft. It was like, I'll give you a highlight. I'll give you six possessions. I'll, I'll show you that I've got ability, but I'm not going to put together a whole game. Yeah. And now it seems like... And, and they made a comment in the commentary as well... Um, was it Del Santo that was the, the somebody sideline was saying this guy's doing a really great job of you know when he's resting forward still pushing all the way up the ground and being involved and mm-hmm. maybe it was when he was sort of changing into the middle as well but he was playing full full ground pushing all the way up coming all the way back and then still impacting when he was there and I reckon 6, 12, 18 months ago Harry Mackay wasn't going to do that and, mm-hmm. and so I think he's added strings to his bow um, I think he presents brilliantly. He's got, I mean, he's just such a great size and so athletic mm. and quick. He's, he's, it's a unit. he's got a lot of what Josh Kennedy had in his first two seasons and you're just waiting for it to all come together. You know, I think Josh Kennedy was an all-round better footballer and, and appeared to be. I think there's still a lot of X factor in Harry. Um, but to present the way that he did late um, mm. and with and this six, six rule too. and space yeah. in the forward line and all that sort of stuff, he really looks like, like if he gets out on the lead, if it's put in the right yeah. spot, yeah, it's only a mistake that sees him drop the footy. I think that ultimately, um, from from out of the game, from my point of view at least, it was heartening to see that with Cruiser not out there just yet, Phillips was all right. I remarked to Dad leaving JLT1 that there was, there was nothing not ever right with Phillips. He was always good in the performances he put in for Carlton. Absolutely. He just never got a consistent run at it because of the injuries. Well, so, as these two blokes both know, I chatted to Brendan Laid at the Essendon yep. game. Yep. I mentioned Andrew Phillips and Brendan Laid gave him a massive polish and said he's a really good footballer. And I said... When? When was that? <laughs> where, 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 where did he polish? Yeah. <laughs> it's a saying. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't play the whole game, did he? Yeah. Put that saying no, in with... Uh, what was your saying, Sean? <laughs> what was the vice saying? There was a couple. Shot his bolt. He shot his bolt. Well, he would have yeah. shot his bolt well, after Lady polished him. <laughs> Um, but but no, he, he volunteered that he really likes him and thought he could play. And, yeah. and I actually said I thought he was a player that Carlton potentially could trade. Yep. Um, I think he still if, might be. Look, he could be, but coming off a season where he was injured, there just wasn't enough yeah. currency. We need to let... get enough to warrant wanting to trade him. But if he does play and plays well and Cruiser is back and fit, then potentially you've got two guys that are probably more workhorse guys that are not going to want to share the load. I'd rather keep him on the list than... Lob, Loby, whatever we want to call him, Lob. Yeah, it's age is probably factoring so, to that. So, um, in terms of that part of the and TDK is still still developing, so there's work in progress. Yeah, I suppose in terms of that part of the park, Fab, what do you make of the midfield battle? 
I think it was all right again. Collingwood have yep. got a, a, a midfield we keep getting told is one of the best, if not the best in the competition. I, I, I reckon they were their midfield pushed back and worked the ball, especially in the switching, a lot better than than ours. But they were getting a lot more possessions that way. But they I weren't, think the they weren't stuff getting away good. from us. I but, think the head-to-head stuff yeah. in the middle was good from our point of view. Absolutely. Another good performance by David Cunningham. Yes. Very much so. Quite impressed. So he's, he's player of the preseason for mine. Um, really looking forward to what he can produce in 2019. What I didn't like the look of, Sean, mm-hmm. and this might lead us to our, one of our other topics, is when Jeremy McGovern was given a 50-metre penalty and started sprinting like a chook without a head. But that's what they're this. doing. Yeah, but I don't. Oh, I hate it. It's absolutely... Fucking ridiculous. The players, yeah, the players have figured out the the loophole, if you will, in the rule the very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. Which is fine if, if a bloke's trying to progress the ball up the ground and a defender's impeding his run so that he can't move play on, 50-meter penalty. But for, because, for me, because somebody's sprinting to get up a bloke's ass, that's that's not what the free kicks, that's not what the additional 50-meter penalty is there for. For me, the, the interpretation can be, can be fixed pretty quickly is that you can play on it any time during the 50-meter penalty, not a problem, but it's like the advantage rule. You have to be aware of your surrounding. Yep. I should be allowed to be, not in front of you, but I should be allowed to be beside you. And if you decide to take off, well, it's up to you to make sure the area is safe for you to do so. Yeah. But if you want to run at a certain pace and the guy in front of you is slowing you down to waste time and let everybody... No, no, he can't be in front of you. He can't impede. He can't impede. If I'm beside you, yep. whether it be a foot to your left, yep. then I should be allowed to keep pace with you, whatever. If you want to play on, it's up to you. Yeah, this nonsense of yeah. just hand the mark over to the guy down the line. How the fuck is he meant to know where the mark is? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That, and that was... He's sitting there going, I don't know where the mark is. He's give away another 50-metre penalty. I think, unfortunately, the AFL are being a little bit too pig-headed here. I think they needed to or need to concede that there are going to be some issues. I think we saw from Sat- Friday and Saturday, Sunday, to our game on Monday, there'd been a noticeable softening yeah. in players being in that so-called protected area on the move. Because, yeah. like you said, McGovern tried to milk one that was given the day before. And he should have gotten it. And by the sort of consistency of the rule, he should have gotten it. Yeah. But clearly there's been a bit of softening and common sense because yep. he should have. Because Jack Rewalt yeah. got one that way against Frawley. It was the yep. exact same thing. And there were a couple of others. But um, that's something that I think looms over the season. Remember last year in round one, we got a couple of good protected area freeze, uh, 50-meter penalties yeah, that then were softened the next night. Absolutely. The worry the AFL has, has here is don't let, don't let the takeaway of round one, night one, be this Rules. ridiculous rule yep. that you're going to abandon anyway. Um, probably one of the biggest talking points out of the AFL this week happened rather innocuously at the Western Bulldogs season launch. It did too, yep. Um, who would have thought? But they've announced, uh, as I'm sure everyone's Which well aware, is- that they'll be wearing a Marvel-inspired Thor Guernsey. Now, the link is tenuous. Chris Hemsworth, of course, Bulldogs fan. And uh, the Bulldogs are a tenant club at Marvel, and I believe they play the first game of the season at Marvel. So you sit there and go, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But the amount of vitriol and pushback from fans, I think, has revealed a level of immaturity that we knew was there, but ultimately... Ignorance? Just, like, I spoke about off-pod, and we did a bit of tweeting about it. The AFL and the AFLW clubs missed an enormous trick by not doing a Captain Marvel tie-in. Yep. Captain Marvel opens last week. It's the biggest movie in the world. It's made half a billion dollars in four or five days of opening. 
it's completely aligned with the brand messaging of AFLW, higher, further, faster, mm. superheroes, etc. Which the AFL took try to exploit. Spot Obviously on. not directly with Marvel, but yes. you know, the whole superhero. And this this idea is to yep. have these girls promoting the movie and then in turn leveraging the movie to promote them, have a bit of fun, do some TVCs. Yep. Sell the message that these are real heroes. Yep. They're not off the pages. These are you can just, go and, and see and them. And they wouldn't so have, easy, and oh, they so wouldn't have the issue that's been like there's, there's obviously the sanctimony, the sanctity of the Guernsey. The Guernsey d- didn't exist with the women. Quite there, you know, but, oh, you know. But further, what I'm a saying, two-year-old Guernsey isn't really that which got, gets chained from week to week, half yep. the time anyway. And this is what I'm going to say here: we and I've spoken about this on pod in the past. <clears throat> Manchester United. Tim's Arsenal, you know, the Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Think of the biggest teams in football. They get a new shirt every, every year. year. Yep. It used to be every second year. Every now year. it's every year. Yeah. Every year a new shirt a comes out. shirts, clash yeah. jerseys. Yeah, yeah, potentially every year, but certainly yeah. every two years. And you sit there going, it's still a Man United shirt. Yep. It's still a Liverpool shirt. You sit there and go, we just haven't evolved or haven't matured beyond that point. Yep. So you've got the Bulldogs having a bit of fun. And to be honest with you, making a bit of cash. Good luck to them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a side that's battled to do that over a long you know, they, period of time. They revealed today there was a little thing that obviously came out as part of the press softening of this whole story that the they one, had a $1.3 million three, dollar yeah. shortfall last year based on a decrease in revenue from merchandise and the like. Yep. This might net them 100-odd grand. That's just into mm. the coffers the way they go. It's 100 grand they wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. And you sit there and what frustrates me is, like AFLX, this is for kids. Yeah. The kids who, oh, the new Man United shirt's out. Oh, the new uh, NFL have done a variant. Oh, the NBA have done a variant. One-off special editions. We're the only every sport. Other sp- yeah, every other sport does it. And you sit there and go, it doesn't remove the or how how special or <clears throat> the place that the Guernsey has. Like we lost that right when we did the M and M's thing, yeah, twenty-two years ago. Yeah. And I just think that hopefully what this kind of does with the Bulldogs is maybe spurs a little bit more fun. Yeah, maybe it, teams it creativity. Maybe teams become a little bit. I've I've beaten on about the the Clash Guernsey thing. Yeah, Clash Guernseys need to be radical. I think people are have allowed to have them. their traditionalists are allowed to have their say, but they've just got to understand that there's there's a whole other side where people just people are like you know what it is? it's a new generation of people. Big bash kids who love Big Bash. The NBA's NBA. But it's not even that. I hate Big Bash and I hate all that stuff. But, but I'm the color and the flavor and the silliness and the, the mm. how how big and bombastic it is. Yep. Yeah. Port Adelaide never tear us apart before the game. It's something that they've embraced. They probably had a little bit of motivation with the John McCarthy um, passing as well that, that um, galvanised yep. support, yep. which terrible situation, but they've at least tried to get a positive mm. out of it. Um, that's now part of their pre-game yeah. ritual. And I went there two years ago as an opposition supporter. Loved every minute of it. I'm a bit of a closet port supporter, but that's all you fine. Are. And a Swans fan. <laughs> but that's um, the thing. But, but I like employee. that. And, and, and it's... it's um, the point you make is well made. It, it's entrepreneurial. It's innovative. And it's been... How many Guernseys, seriously, how many Guernseys have Port Adelaide had since coming in the competition 22 years ago? Yeah, it's been Four or five? Yeah, probably. The Eagles have had a bunch. Frio yeah. have had a bunch. No, it's a new team syndrome as they kind of find their feet a little bit because in yep. the early years of a lot of teams they had variants. But just have a bit of fun with it. All this, I just hate it's all narrow-minded, this, isn't this it? Sweat blanket yeah. and it's nonsense. also the thing. Even if you take it to our club, yeah, we've had different jumpers. We had yellow on our jumper when we first started. Yep. Why yep. on earth we don't have that as a clash variant? Right. I've got no idea. We yeah. we have evolved it, and some variants of our monogram evolved. Yep. To my disgust, I didn't like them. Yeah, but it's creative. It's having a crack. But when Nike came on board, they changed it twice. Now we've gone back to a more 
they had the serifs and then yeah. they they smoothed it out to and be they smoothed more it out and now they've gone back to more of that hand stitched look what yeah. i call the, the yeah. you know it's getting flatter by the day sean's doesn't sean doesn't like the fact that it's not embossed but that's good it's different it's sort of bevel embossed but it's getting flatter with but the reason why they day. do that sean is to sell because it's Different. No, but the players' one shouldn't be. We don't need to get into this. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that fans look. If you if you love it, fantastic power to you. If you don't, they're wearing it once. I agree. Move on. Move yep. on. Yep. We all love the indigenous Guernseys. No one's got a problem with those. By the way, as a yeah. one-off, as a bit of fun. Yep. We all loved when they did the heritage stuff. A bit of fun. And this is too far, apparently. Yeah. I, I actually found a couple of up. indigenous. Some of our indigenous Guernseys are real bloody good. Some of some of ours have been awful. I didn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I reckon most of ours have been most not of too ours. Bad. Our, I didn't like the CFC last year. Not just the way it was done wasn't as good as it was. Our um, previous unfortunately, years. our Guernsey doesn't lend itself as well as like Essendon Richmond yep. to do it. Yep. yep, it's it's a bit more difficult. Do you remember when Essendon had the seat buckle? It was good. I liked it. So <laughs> moving on, moving on. World football. Um, Fabian here wants to talk a little bit about. Uh, <laughs> Fabian doesn't want to talk about anything in particular. <laughs> no. <I'm joking. laughs> So obviously the EPL, the big game out of the weekend just gone was United and Arsenal at the Emirates, finished 2-0-2, Arsenal. We, United, we will play worse than that and win plenty. Yeah, absolutely. And the, for me, the the takeaway from the game was it's all about moments, little moments. Granite Xhaka takes a takes a chance from Pot distance. Shot. Wrong foots to Haya, is it the wind? I'm not sure. Goes past him. Nowhere, nowhere near it. I nah. think it just goes straight. I, just, I think De Gea is expecting it to go one way. Yeah. Go, he goes to his left and he's just flat-footed. That's you know, we, yeah. we play reasonably well thereafter, can't find the equaliser. I agree then, with Ollie. Ollie goes, well, it's, it's not. they ask him straight away about De Gea and he's like, well, no one got out to him. The fact that this bloke's had a clear shot at goal from 35 yards, I don't think anyone would have got to him. He's got form with that shot, though, Xhaka. Like he, he's got uh, form he, of being a knob. He, yeah. I he, hate granite Xhaka. He's, like, he's aggressive. Ordinary. He's, he's aggressive and he's given away a lot of reds for poor challenges, but he's a guy, a little bit like Michael Essien as well, he's been prepared to have a shot from distance, and when he hits him, like from a highlight perspective, and when he plays for your team, you can't help but enjoy it. Yeah. We were unlucky because um, usually they end up in the stand. <laughs> well, it's yeah. 17 metres in the air. But yeah. I think uh, you know, ultimately, as you said, the game was decided in, in the end by Aubameyang's penalty. I thought Fred was desperately unlucky, and I was really pleased. You brought it to my attention, but Unai Emery... Post game, yep. didn't do the classic Venga or Venga's not alone. Oh, I didn't see it or I thought it was a pen. He just goes, Look, it's pretty soft. It's pretty yeah. soft. That's what I, as a supporter, you I go, looked at and thought, No really? need to hide. You got the result. That's it. Yeah. You, you, there's plenty of, it's a little bit like when they talk about you know, LBWs or edges in cricket and you sit there and you're going, Why would you walk when you know you're out mm. in case the umpire might not give you? Because how many times has he given you when yeah. you're nowhere near it? But Emery said, you Effectively, you win some, you lose some. Totally. Oh, see, I didn't Arsenal, was... Arsenal copped a penalty. The Kane one last uh, the week before. Yes. Yep. Was you know there's a debate between was it offside? Is he offside before the ball's kicked? Yada yada yada. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, now, totally. We were awarded a penalty in the Champions League that is there by the letter of the law is there, but is it always paid? No. You'd be spewing if it went against you. If it went against well, you, that, you'd be absolutely that's, that's gutted. The issue, but you win some, you lose some. So. I've got no issue, as Sean said, as a United fan, happy to lose. I'm not, never happy to lose, but to lose that way, so be it. You'll cop it. You'll cop and it. obviously, other uh, around the grounds for the EPL, it's still very, very tight at the top. City holds sway by a point following their uh, 
they, they sort of they had their hands full full at times. Yeah. Um, but ended up winning. They're all. not flying out of sight, City, but not the way they were. They're in front. Yeah. Which is going to be hard for for Liverpool. To yes, and, and down. obviously Liverpool themselves had it. Was it they played Burnley? Yep. Just trying yes. to think, and obviously Burnley were, were reasonable value for a long time, yep. and then um, Liverpool just found the quality to, to pull away there. So it's definitely still that race in two at the top, and um, the four, four behind are sort of jockeying for position. Chelsea aren't going away. Yep. Uh, I think they'll probably fall away, though, yep. personally. And then, you know, Arsenal have obviously found a little bit of form uh, to throw their names back in the hat. In the UCL, um, it was all about comebacks and one-man shows. Well, we wrote really. United off on pod last week. Yep. Um, what, 2-0 down going into Paris, and so we thought United had no chance, and they've pulled off a miracle. And then this week, Juventus have... I wouldn't say it's a miracle, because they were at home and they were 2-0 down, but Atletico Madrid are a notoriously hard team to break down. So all the pundits were saying, any team that you want to defend a 2-0 lead away from home would be Atleti. And... I think I just love Sean's going to Sean's going to I think in European poo-poo football it, but in, in Ronaldo's Euro- just got the job done. In European football, you have to score away. Yeah. You have to score away. Yeah. And Atleti should have sat there and thought we can cop two goals because mm. if we score one, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. If we score one where they need to score another two. Yep. So it's that one goal for us doubles the trouble for them. And I think that we've been guilty of that in the past. We spoke about it, United playing Sevilla and just playing for a draw and, yeah. and the like. You sit there and go, yeah, if you score that away goal, it's just the insurance you need to protect you at Absolutely. home. Absolutely. And Atleti just, I don't know if they played with enough verve to sit there and go. Especially at nil, especially at nil-nil. Liverpool like just did go, it. Just come out from the start and just go balls to the wall. Liverpool did it this morning and yeah. full credit to them. They sat there and said to Bayern, you have to win. Yeah. And we're going to make you score a minimum two to win. And in the end, they would have had to have scored four. Four, yeah. He said they're going. Well, you're not going to. You're not going to do that. And it's precisely the right attitude. Liverpool looking dangerous, but um, I mean, just briefly with United in Paris, we were were a little bit fortunate. Penalty aside, um, uh, they 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 bottled that, it more than we. They wanted. bottled it. They look, bottled it more than we. Fe- wanted. Well, I will never take anything away from Rom and his work rate to score those two goals. Got there. Absolutely magnificent to be alive. And to the pressure it. was on to force those errors. But spot on. You don't give away goals like that. No. So uh, in the end, obviously, that was a great result. Uh, Champions League draws um, tomorrow. It's so tomorrow, tomorrow 10 p.m. So four English clubs are left. Yes, first time in 10 years. Uh, Liverpool, City, United and... Tottenham. Tottenham. <laughs> Bottle jobs. Um, and Porto, Ajax, Juve and Barcelona. Barcelona. So I, I think we... I personally think I reckon we'll draw Barca. Got no reason to suspect why <laughs> on the we basis will. of what? I've done. I've done my predictions <laughs> already. I think there's going to be two all England clashes. I think it's going to be City United, Liverpool Spurs. It's going to be Porto versus Ajax. The two lowest yeah. ranked clubs are yeah. going to draw each other. If they had any common sense, they wouldn't do that. Oh, it's out of a out of a big bowl. Come on, man! It's out of a fruit bowl. Come You've on, seen man. the draws. It's out of a fruit bowl. Hot balls, cold balls. They'll, so, um, they'll figure out a way to jinx it and make sure that the the big boys as many I tell you what, boys, every single time Arsenal would draw Barcelona without fail. Or Bayern. <laughs> so, um, yep. that's, yeah, that's 10 o'clock our time yes. tomorrow. So that'll so, be interesting okay. to keep a, a track of. And, and I think City too, just on them quickly, they, you know, they had a little bit of a softball with Schalke, but 7-0. Jeez, um, 7-0. When City get rolling, it's, it's, it, it's dangerous. They weren't playing the masseuse, were they? 
Uh, no, no, no. Um, Pro Piacenza, unfortunately, <laughs> have been wound up yeah. since we last really? spoke about them. Wow. Um, now, this is this. Speaking of getting dangerous, I'm going to hand over the uh, show here to, to Fabian and uh, Tim to talk about U.S. sport and the free for all. There's chum in the water, shark in the water in the U.S. free agency, the NFL, and a couple of enormous moves. And a couple of enormous moves. Um, it's been what three or four days of, of free agency, frenzied yes. free agency, and obviously there's some trades that have been thrown in amongst that. But I'll just I'll. The NFL's huge. There's a lot of movement going around, but we obviously will we'll, just pick the eyes out. We'll pick the eyes out of the highlights, and then I'll, I've just got some winners and losers to go through. And then Tim, you can chime in whenever you like. But Nick Foles has gone to the Jacksonville Jaguars for four-year, eighty-eight million dollar deal. Can I ask you a question on the Jags? Yes. Why are Jags fans so besotted with Blake Bortles? I think NFL fans put all their hopes and dreams into their quarterback. And he was a first round. He was what, pick four, pick two? I don't recall. He was a first rounder, but the fact that he took them on a drive two se- uh, yeah. season removed, so two seasons ago, Is. to the AFC Championship game, which at half time, it's theirs to lose. They're in front in Foxborough. Yeah. And well, you know, RDA balls. Now, is Nick Foles better? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'll ask someone who's not invested in the man. It's a great question because I, I always liked Foles at Philadelphia. He always seemed to manage the, the game well. He wasn't incapable. But Philadelphia, to their credit, because it's a tough decision to make, when you trade up... I mean, obviously, they scout players. And sometimes when you just do your due diligence, you sit there and you go, this kid Carson Wentz, he's a gun. And they've just sat there and they just fell in love with this guy. And despite having a more than adequate quarterback, young quarterback, they've gone, for our future, our future success, we're getting this kid. He, he is. He's the bloke that we're going to build our franchise around. And they got thrown this curve, like, and, he, and he delivered. He delivered. He was playing fantastically. And then when the shit hit the fan and, and they had a team that was good enough to win, they've, they've turned to Nick Foles and said, can you done. guide us to where we need to go? And he got it done. And, and now he's getting paid $22 million a year. a year. Good luck to him. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's set for life now, and he gets to, he gets to, add, to his, um, add to his story. Is he better than Blake Bortles? Well, he's been there. He's done that. He's been able to perform. It's what Bortles hasn't been able to do. I think it's, 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 it's no doubt that he's better than Blake Bortles. Yeah. Okay. The thing... Well, Tim just was speaking like there's a bit of doubt. No, I don't think there is. You, look, the, the there's no doubt that he's... The, the, Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles. Agreed. And I love Nick Foles. No. I reckon you've I would have seen put that Foles in the play a lot, though. And, yeah. and, and for every positive, you've probably seen a few negatives here and there, and you've possibly seen the reason why they went elsewhere as well. But he, he's generally been a pretty reliable quarterback. What's good about Nick Foles is he's limited in what he can do, but what he can do, he does well. He's I want to revisit this. In a year's time, ten when months. When Carson time. Wentz has the MVP, but no, I want to revisit. I this. want to go I'll, through. This will be in the vault, I reckon. Uh, some early winners. Yes. Of, of, of well, was a big, big there. winner. The easy beats. The laughing stock could have the last laugh. The, the Browns are looking fantastic. So the Browns, they have pulled their finger. They have extracted the digit. The Browns have acquired Odell Beckham Jr. in a trade with the Giants. He now joins Jarvis Landry, who. They were mates, very close mates. Yep. So, two gun wide receivers. Um, look, Hunt's there. 
whether he's going to play or not, but they've got Hunt and Sean's mate, Nick Chubb. Chubby. Who did Chubbs play for? Baker Mayfield, I think, has proven that he is an NFL caliber quarterback. Without doubt. um, It's looking up for the Browns. It's looking absolutely fantastic. For the first time since Sonny Weaver Jr. pulled off that draft night miracle, the Browns have got reason to be optimistic. Absolutely. You put Vontae Mack in that team. (laughs) You know, Brian Drew's obviously got... Give us a Brian Drew. Brian, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about Brian Drew? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you put... Brian Drew's obviously got his work cut out to win that spot back. Um, uh, What's the other... uh, Jennings. Yeah. Ray Jennings. Ray Jennings. Ray Jennings Jr. Was it Ray Jennings Jr.? And what was the other? What was the main guy? Who was number one pick? Vontae Mack, your Vontae friend, Mack, Vontae Mack. And then, um, of course, they got uh, David Putney. Just, just because it feels like it. Because it feels like it. So you put Putney, Chubb, uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Phil Landry, whatever his name is, <laughs> Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Um, you put him in there. Obviously, we've got to put uh, Brian Drew. What he can, what he can. We don't know what he can deliver. <laughs> You put all them in, I think the Browns going to be the oh, yeah, like half of the facts. Are, he's got half of it correct and half of it's fiction from the movie. But, but he's right from the movie. He's right too. from the movie. But um, the Raiders have also, they've acquired um, Antonio Brown, who yep. on a talent basis he is, is, is probably yeah, the, was, yep. he's the best wide receiver in the game. What about Le'Veon Bell? On a talent perspective. He's, not there now a, he's a running back. He's at New York Jets. So um, did, he, did he sit out a year? Yes. yes. Yeah. So the Raiders, the Raiders have acquired Brown. They got rid of Mac last year and Cooper, but they've yeah. Coop, Cooper. Can I, Cooper, can I ask a rhetorical question? Brown in is a massive upgrade. Does Brown play? Yes. Okay. Didn't Why? you just say he's one of the best wide receivers in the game? Yeah. Does, does he? I say is the. Does he play? Yes. What, what, what makes you th- suggest? He wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in football. Yep. He wants to sign a new contract. He's been traded to a new team that are going to want to pay him what he was already on. He was one of the biggest supporters of Le'Veon Bell and his sit-out waiting for more money. They've, for, they've, from, tried, from they've the traded press, for the best the wide receiver in football for a, for a third round and a fifth round draft pick. Yep. I'm just throwing it out there. So you I reckon, reckon he might sit out. I reckon he doesn't sign. I reckon he's from the press conferences a, that he's he's he won't get fronted. a co- contract that he wants. He's going to do a Jamarcus Russell and just come back. Come, fat. come back twenty five pounds heavier. <laughs> so now look, I reckon he, I reckon he will. Yep. Um, Le'Veon Bell's gone to the Jets, so that they've they've actually done quite well. They've also acquired CJ Mosley. So Tim, Tim Tebow, yes. Tim Tebow, still play for them? No, I think Tim Tebow's playing. Uh, Sam Darnold, I think you'll find, is their uh, is their quarterback. So Never young Sam yet. Darnold, who showed glimpses last year, Looked but also right. showed glimpses that he's not ready. But doesn't, doesn't, not ready even have, yep. doesn't even have a real um, last name. The 49ers, Tim. We'll touch on the 49ers. Yes. Quan Alexander. Coming off an ACL round seven last year. But, but he's a very talented footballer. Two years earlier, most solo tackles in the competition. He's the so real setter field of the NFL. Yep. D Ford's obviously arrived. I called it, didn't I? Yeah, conference. I, I said I was watching him because I knew he was available in free agency. He well, was, he was the always going to play that the Forty Niners needed. Well, he was but always going to be let go. Tagged him, and then they've traded him. So they did. They just did everything to shit him. You cost us our season. Yep. So sorry, they acquired him, and then traded him. Well, they basically had the rights. They they could by franchise tagging him. It means that he has to get paid top five in his position. So he's a defensive end. He was the guy that lined up one metre offside 
in the yes. key play against the Patriots in the conference final. Yep. What an idiot. They ended up with an interception, but it got called back on the flag because he was offside. Mm. So a bit of a mental midget, which is a little bit of a concern. Yeah, neutral zone infraction. A neutral zone infraction, but we're desperate for a pass rush. So yep. he's he gives in. it to us. Tevin and Coleman. picked up Tevin Coleman today. Tevin Coleman, a running back from Atlanta who... Yep. The 49ers coach, his name is eluding me now. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. He was the offensive coordinator at the Atlanta Falcons, which Coleman is coming. So I think the 49ers are doing work, doing some good work. I think they really wanted to get Earl Thomas to play safety. Mm, Yeah, he would have definitely improved. And uh, reunite him with Richard Sherman. Let him play in a a division where he gets to play against the Seattle Seahawks twice because he hates them now. Yep. Um, But in the end, yeah, the Ravens. Of uh, a good, great defensive team, they've seen fit to be able to add him, and it's a good acquisition. I'd have yep. loved him, but it'll be interesting to see what else. We've still got a lot of cap space, so it'll be interesting to see what our next couple of moves are. They need a wide receiver, they need a cornerback. Yep. Um, and they, they don't have any at all. Well, not, no, good, they need not, good, not enough good ones. Yeah. But we've also got down. pick two in the draft, and the the top five of the top eight are probably all going to be defensive ends or pass rushes. So. The big question now, having added a linebacker and a defensive end, is would we trade down from pick two to be able to get maybe a couple of first-rounders and just add more talent? We finished second last last year after a few injuries, but there's talent there when you bring him back. It seems like um, a sensible decision. Well, I like what they're doing. I mean, it's the old Stephen Silvani, you know, we always win in November or what, whatever the phrase we ran with. Yeah. Um, You've got to start winning in March, Sauce. We've got to stop doing ASL, uh, ACLs. That's yeah. that's our issue, but um, but that's next year. And um, obviously, briefly, you're still talking football. Sorry, just the last one. This is It's kind of like a four-way kind of thing, but Trey Flowers, obviously, from the Pats, wanted huge cash. Never heard of him. And the Pats have effectively gone, we're not paying you. They've come and got... Michael Bennett from the Eagles, who was under contract, but effectively for a bag of chips, like a third rounder and a fifth round swap or something like that. Third for a fifth. Or fifth for a seventh? We've got rid of, yeah. Yeah. We've got rid of Bennett for a bag of chips and effectively just moved some cap space so we could acquire Malik Jackson, who falls out at the Jags because they're paying Nick Foles $88 million. So Mm. Flowers then moves on to... The Lions. Yep, Matt Patricia. With Matt Pats. Patricia. Pats, and Pats. I think Danny Amendola's gone there as well. So yep. Matt Patricia trying to get as many Pats around him. I liked him when he had a shave when he got the top job. Yeah. He actually got a haircut and had a shave. So, and Trey Flowers has gone there. Michael Bennett's moved on to the Pats, which is good for them. But Malik Jackson coming in to the Eagles is phenomenal. So he, Graham, uh, Jackson, he, Cox, and Barnett. Is he any relation to Tony Bennett? The crooner. <laughs> So um, I think uh, Philly is still going to be Sac City. It's, yep. um Well, Justin Houston is still floating around, and so is Ndamukong Sue. So it'll be interesting to see. Sukasa. I think Sue. Which way Su, was it? Sue needs to settle down. From a legacy point of view, do you know yeah. what I mean? But he's gone into LA, and I think being I'm the big dog, and when you find out you're not, when you get to a club and you're not, I think it's a bit of a hit to the ego because obviously Aaron Donald is the man. He's the man. So um, Sounds like you're describing a rap song. When you get to the club and you find out you're not the man. <laughs> um, I told Fabian he would no way he'd be spending Let's five minutes Let's go, we've got two on... minutes to wrap this up. <laughs> I was saying Fabian earlier, he'd no chance he'd spend five us, minutes on NFL. Take us to the wild world of sports. Wild team, world of sports. Uh, uh, F1 obviously kicks off tomorrow. We'll get our first glimpse of the cars on track. Beautiful. Talk about Winks. Trim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, race trim tomorrow. So Friday's a bit more of a shakedown day. The, the cars will get out and just try to be reliable, not have any issues. Um, what are you expecting though, Sean? 
Um, I'm expecting the first session to be slow and they'll start turning the wick up come the afternoon. Yeah. And then Friday becomes, sorry, Saturday morning becomes obviously all about getting the car in quality trim. Friday's more about race trim. What are we going to be? Long stints, heavy fuel, harder tyre. And then we'll start to see a bit more of the pace come Saturday morning leading into Saturday afternoon. At this stage, it's hard to back against the obvious ones. You know, the Merck and the Ferrari are going to be the front runners, you'd think. Yeah. What Red Bull do with Honda remains to be seen. But a, Melbourne's always a bit of a war of attrition, isn't it? Yeah, and, and usually yeah, it's a little... Early season. It's usually a little finicky things as well, which, you know, like a oil pressure or yeah. there's a clutch problem. Or and that's whatever. why you can get, you know... The lower teams, yeah, yeah, may sneak a podium, may sneak a top six. Yeah, it's... exactly right. And and guys that are perhaps running a little bit more conservatively to mm-hmm. begin with. But look, I, I think the the you know Char- Charles Leclerc is obviously a bit of an unknown how he adjusts to the Ferrari. Um, Bottas is just a gunner; he won't be allowed to challenge. Uh, obviously, Lewis will be quick. Seb should be quick. What the Red Bulls do with the Honda, how quick they are, how reliable they are, and then obviously Dan. I've actually got a sneaky one here. Anyone wanting to have a punt? On Dan, I mean, <laughs> on Dan to post the fastest lap. So this year you get a point if you finish in the top ten and you post the fastest lap of the race, you get a bonus point. That's good. I'm getting the feeling. I reckon Dan will be in this. Supposing he's running at the end, <laughs> will be in the top ten. Yep. Um, I think that the cars at the front will be running a little bit more conservatively, and I think he might turn the wick up to have a go at the fastest lap. Couple of bonus points. I like it. So that'll be interesting. Like I said, all unfolds in the next uh, next day or two. We'll start to see some action on track, and that'll inform, obviously, what the season sort of starts to look like. Timbo, I've got one for you. Give it to me. Why would sport, why would racing, sorry, as a sport, be so reticent to not a match race, but a meeting between Winks and the Autumn Sun? You've got 30 seconds, Timbo. Why would they not want to? What, what, because they're trained by the same guy? Trained by the same trainer, Chris Waller. Um... Because it's the race everyone wants. I think so. Um, I mean, look, obviously, Winx has been phenomenal. People want to see Winx challenge, or or they want to at least know when she wins, she's running against great horses. Mm. The Autumn Sun has done everything. It's only been beaten in one race, finished third, uh, had uh, excuses that day, and he's been exceptional. Uh, And I think we're just sort of saying he's clearly... Winx is in her last preparation. She's going to be retiring very soon. At that point, she is... He's the best horse. Yep. Um... The next best horse in Australia, or, or going to be the, go- the the horse that will take that mantle. Is the heir apparent? You sit there going, you've got an opportunity to pit them against. They one don't another. want to burn the legacy. That's all it is. Well, if I, she, she I goes down, too. she gets beaten on her, in her last race. And I'll continue to remind everyone: every great this horse is not undefeated. No, no, it's, it's on a winning streak. Yes, however, people are confused. Now, people confuse the winning streak with people think because of what was the name? Black Panther, Black, Black Caviar. Caviar. The Black Panther. The, the, the Black Panther. Uh, so have you seen Black no, Panther? No, I haven't. Uh, it's a Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Forrest. He's, 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 not, he's not a good actor. He's won an Academy Award yeah, for Last King of Scotland. Yes. And he was excellent as Idi Amin. But generally speaking, he is terrible. Especially you lately. You are the Black Panther. What about in Rogue? <laughs> have you seen him in Rogue One? Bored Gullet. Yeah. And he's just he's awful. He, he's like, yeah. He looks like someone, I think, out of California love. In uh, California, love. What was that? <laughs> it's 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 kind of like a post-apocalyptic film. Doctor Dre. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Film it might have been him. But <laughs> just just quickly, Tim, on the things that would you like to see Wings and the Autumn Sun run? Oh, absolutely done. Move. Would absolutely. the industry like it? 
Yeah, no, I think I think it would appreciate it. I mean, look, I, I think racing's well. I think racing is in a reasonable place at the moment. They've had a few issues with um, Darren Weir getting, um, you know, having his operation yeah, shut down cobalt. and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, the cobalt prior to that. Guys whipping horses too much. Yeah, yeah, all the that general sort of stuff. seediness of the whole sport. <laughs> Still permeates well, it to this day. Well, I mean, day. I, I went to the Australian Cup day. I really enjoyed the day at the racing. When was I that? thought the racing was solid. Um, Flemington. When, no, when was it? Saturday. Yep. This past Saturday? This past Saturday. And uh, just, Absolutely no just on the happened. tails of the pun, I backed a horse called Fundamentalist, who was uh, a filly running uh, against the Autumn Sun. Oh. And it was paying $16, and I just read a couple of things about it. They said it was a fantastic bet at the odds. Anyway, they turn for home, and they get about 150 Wasn't the Autumn Sun in the car park? Yeah, it was miles behind. Yeah. So I backed this thing. I had forty a win on it at sixteen dollars. So I'm here to collect six hundred and forty dollars. Halfway down the straight, my horse is four lengths clear, and, <laughs> thinking, and Autumn Sun's still coming about eighth. And then my horse has gone hard in the middle, and it just started to paddle a little bit. And the Autumn Sun's flying, and you're seeing there, and, and you're watching it, and you're going. Was, it, was your horse in the end? Was your horse like Eric Musumbani? Was it just treading water? <laughs> it was barely moving. And and the thing is, if most people weren't on fundamentalist because it's at sixteen dollars, you know, yeah. you're not that interested. But I, I thought it was a good bet. I'd only backed it to win. I didn't even back it each way. So I'm just sitting there and I'm watching. Did this it place like, in the end or did it fully stop? I think it got beaten by nose. Okay. The so, autumn sun has, has just grabbed it right on the line, and everybody for the next two days has gone, "Wow, the autumn sun wasn't that amazing." And I'm sitting there going. Yeah, it really wasn't. <laughs> Tim, Tim's sitting there going, I almost had 14 new singlets. <laughs> 14, a lot more than 14. No, he buys the good ones. Oh, Gucci. It's yeah, he buys, good, yeah. Bit of, bit of old Gooch. Yeah, the old Gooch. Um, we're into junk time now. We're into junk time. Yeah, yeah we're running a little Should we bit do a quiz? Let's Tim's do a quiz. I've got, a, I've got a, an abbreviated uh, Once again, quiz. everything's been resized. Everything, yes, everything's been... Uh, everything's been what made. What are they saying? Gone in 60 seconds? We're on a truncated timetable here, so everything's truncated. Was it all killer, no filler? A little bit like that. All right, so what we're doing is I've got two questions I'm going to ask one each, so you're not competing against two one questions? another anymore. What are you talking about? I thought we were doing three questions. There's going to be two questions on a single topic. So one and each. there'll be three sets of two, one each. Oh, so it'll be six which questions. Which is three each, yes. All right, so, who, who, who's, so just, just settle down there, so who's, go, who's going first, Timbo? So, Fabian, question okay. one. Okay. Your topic is Formula One. Oh, huh. no. In what year was the first Australian F1 Grand Prix held in Adelaide? We've already asked this, haven't you? No. On a previous pod. I don't, I don't know believe this. So. I'll say 1987. Incorrect. The answer 89, is wasn't it? 1985. I think you've already asked that. Sean, your question on Formula One. In what year was the first Australian F1 Grand Prix held in Melbourne? It was held... In 1996. Correct. This is bullshit. Time him out. No, no, we're not. No, truncated. It's a truncated pod. Fabian, you're being asked different questions. You're not on a level playing field. It's just just a test to see whether you know or whether you don't know. fucking rude. And that's fine. That's fine. Fabian, question about the Carlton Football Club for you. The Dolphin. (laughs) We're coming into, uh, we've got uh, round one versus Richmond is coming up. So can I please have you tell me the three players that had over 30 possessions in the round one 2018 Richmond versus Carlton match? Patrick Cripps. Correct. With 36. Come on, time it out, Tim. Oh, this is ridiculous. Round one last year. Yep. Oh, fuck. 
surely the other, I reckon one would be obvious-ish. That's what I would have thought. I'm assuming you're saying who I'm Mark Murphy saying. Incorrect. I've drawn a blank on who can get They play feet. for Richmond as well. Yeah, yeah they don't not just... Oh, not no, just I thought you meant Carlton players. Hold no, on. That, that's... Didn't ask for Carlton players. Oh, okay. Dustin Martin. Correct, with 32. And Trent Cotchett. Incorrect. Who they play for? They play for Carlton. Ed Curdo. Incorrect. <laughs> 35 yeah. possessions this player had. Tell us the answer, Tim. May have played on to himself out of the goal square a couple oh, of, of course. times. Cade so. Simpson. Cade Simpson. Okay. Sean... Yes, Timbo. Still on the Carlton Richmond round one 2018 theme. Give it to me. Name the two Carlton players that kicked five goals in round one of that game. Charlie Curdo. Correct. Two Carlton players that kicked five goals. We kicked 15 for the game. We did. We had two players kicked five. We didn't kick 15 for the next six rounds. Matthew C- combined. Wright. Matthew Wright. Matthew Wright. Yeah. Very good. Well done. So the bonus fucking question. Fucking layups. No, no, seriously. Fucking layups this guy gets every week. <laughs> you wouldn't have got Matthew Wright. You forgot Absolutely that he played I for saw us. Absolutely. He, he kicked the first goal. Uh, Charlie, no, Charlie Kerno kicked the first goal. <laughs> that, was, that was potentially. Matty Wright was on the end questions. of the best goal we kicked all year. He no, Paddy Dow was the best goal we kicked all year. No, nah, David Cunningham length, was the first goal. Length, best goal length we of the ground. Length yeah. of the ground running. I love it how we can actually pinpoint like, Three multiple goals. candidates. <laughs> well, your comment today about you know, our mantra being winning premierships, <laughs> you said winning occasionally. <laughs> I must say, Come on, Timbo. Fancy. All right, the bonus question where you're both on the line and available on the same topic. Who received, and you can actually talk about this. This isn't necessarily a competition. Who received the Brownlow votes that night? Charlie Kuno. Yeah, I want three, two, one. Oh, Crips. I want three, two, one. I don't want names. I think Who got was, the three? I think it was Crips three, Martin two, Kerno one. Now you got two of the the three in there. In the right order? Or? Yeah, no, I, I no you didn't get the order right either. It was Crips one. It was Crips two. Kerno one. No, uh, Martin Charlie three. three. Charlie three. Charlie three. Yeah. 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 Martin didn't vote. Simpson won. Incorrect. Uh, it's a Richmond player. It had to be a Richmond player. Not but necessarily. Well. Cochin. Incorrect. <laughs> My answer to every question tonight is Trent Cochin. Or Godolphin. Grimes. No, no. It was Jack Revolt. Oh, Got one Beautiful. Vote. Spastic. So we're on to, on to general sport. Fabian, question five. What is the total prize on offer for the All-Star Mile this weekend? Oh, that's, that's $3 million. I think it's ten, isn't it? Well, it's neither three nor ten. Don't it's, know. Five, it's a five million dollar purse that's going to. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, watch this! Watch this! Fucking Harlem Globe try to stole alley oop layup that you're going to give Sean. Go, Sean. Australia won the. Spell your name. S H. I'm not sure that I'd get it right. Um, India Australia one day international series concluded overnight. Mm-hmm. Who was the man of the series? Usman he gets a Ka- fucking cricket question and I get horse racing. <laughs> Usman, like I'm a degenerate fucking gambler. Usman Kawaja. Oh. Thank you very much. It was Usman Kawaja. Um, Outrage. Both man of the match in game five, man of the series as well. Three so, good effort. Good game. So, what are we at with the quiz now? Three all? I'm well ahead. You're kidding yourself, mate. You lost the first three. You lost no, first two. No, it's four three. Sorry, I thought you meant tonight. Tonight, no, no, tonight. Three all. No, it's four but three. If you're being asked different questions, you, you can't compete. Yeah, but you can't give him layups. 
Next I, question. I was trying to make sure. Well, I'm having to win a dunk contest You've had over three here. each and a bonus question. All right. A shared bonus question. So that's the quiz for the night. Beautiful. Well, that's it. That's it. Truncated, short and sharp. Short and sharp. You're, you're the You've winner. been paying any attention at all? Congratulations, Sean. Oh, fuck. That's, I think we need to make that longer. <laughs> Take us on to... We're bringing, we're bringing back. We are bringing back. One of my favourites. I like it too. Segment we're calling Chicken Shit. Or chicken salad. Yeah, so basically pretty simple, pretty easy conceit. If something is good, it is chicken salad. If something is shit, it is chicken shit. <laughs> and we will post this as a poll on Twitter. Yes. And hopefully get more than one response. <laughs> uh, and also please weigh in if you'd like. Uh, yeah. This week's chicken salad or chicken shit. Another big talking point uh, this week in the AFL sphere. Yep. Night grand final, twilight grand final. Yep. We can have it argued either way, day, night, twilight. Yep. I am an advocate. I'll take what I can get. But I am an advocate for full-on night grand final. So you're calling chicken salad? I'm calling chicken salad on a night grand final. I'm calling chicken salad on a twilight grand final. And I just think that we've moved beyond the 2.30 time slot. As an industry, we need to. We need to evolve. Everything looks better at night. More people can watch it. The spectacle is better. I, I, I don't, look, I'm calling chicken shit on a night grand final. I'm not against the night grand final, but I'm calling, I, I prefer a... I love how everyone gets a traditional. Traditional was 208. Not even 210. It was 208 growing up. And now grand finals are what, 230? At 2.30. But, but an afternoon grand final is just... That's just, to me, that just feels like the AFL. And that's what I yep. prefer. So I'm calling chicken shit on a night well, grand final. But I, I, get, I get the spectacle. But my wife keeps saying... The Super Bowl is so much better. When you ask her what is better about the Super Bowl, it's the halftime entertainment, the fireworks, and the commercials. It's got nothing to do with the game. Yep. I'm only there for the game. Yep. To me, you know what halftime entertainment should be at the AFL Grand Final? Nothing. 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 Grand Final Sprint. Grand Final Sprint. Love it. Hopefully the Collingwood player does his hamstring. Herald Sun Superkick. That's it. Do all that was sensational stuff. But look... The one yeah, thing that's, that's not a bad idea. Maybe they could do like a skills challenge. Yeah, absolutely. All Star Weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, the one comment I'll make is, anybody that says I don't want a night grand final, all it comes back to is memories. It's memories of other grand finals, games mm. that they've won. You know, some of the the great football events. You you see the highlights in your mind's eye, and it's always you know what these people, blazing Tim, sunny day Tim, and all that Tim, sort of stuff. That's a brilliant, brilliant. They point live in you the make. past. That's a well made point. Arguably the best point you've ever made on pod. Jesus, you know what they should do? I agree completely. You haven't made a lot of them. These people, you know what we should do? They're all about tradition and preserving their childhood memories. Freeze them. <laughs> no, no. Let's broadcast. <laughs> the, let's broadcast the grand final in black and white. <laughs> oh yeah, you want a you want a traditional grand final? Not a problem in I'm, the world. I, again, I want to re, I want to restate that I'm not against a night yeah, grand final. Yeah. I just prefer a day one because that's my preference. Yep. But I'm happy to move with the times for commercial reasons. Well, no, well, knowing that this was coming up, I just thought I thought to myself, I thought I like grand final day. I really enjoy Grand Final Day. I have great memories of Grand Final I Day. I also prefer the barbecue of it. I prefer an afternoon barbecue, daylight, friends are around. Yep. Then you sit down and watch the game. I don't get. I don't want to wait all day for a Grand Final. Yeah. Well, I already was, feel like waiting for two thirty. Yeah, but things just get. Yeah, but things just get pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Look, me personally, I'm absolutely chicken salad. I I I think a night Grand Final is inevitable. 
Um, Every I, I, other I agree big with game. You. Everything else that goes around it is going to be great at night. I think the entertainment will be great. We, we've been to some fantastic night games, but even every... just home and away games. Some of the, the final of Essendon and Carlton uh, 93. in 93. First night final. First really ever. warm night. It, it was sensational. And, and, and again, it had never happened before. And you sat there and you thought, if you're going to give me this... I'll come every single year for the this. The big games, the marquee time slots are all at night. At night. Like, and, and I just sat there and thought... Except for the friggin' Tradition and all that sort of stuff is the only reason why you wouldn't. And you're going, tradition isn't enough. There's got to be a reason to make a change. And, and, and I, I think we're ready to see what the alternative is. For me, you it's don't get simple, to play it twice. So. No, for me, it's as simple, to be honest with you. It's as simple as um, more people can watch it at night. Yep. I don't and, get and if that. that's what it's about, is getting the, the product some more eyeballs do it. No, no, no. But like having said earlier, like I've I've gone through years sometimes where I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch twenty ten live because I was working. So you've got a whole sector of people. There's if, people who work at night though, Sean. Yeah. That just that's a fucking dog shit. Argument. Well, not as many on a Saturday. Not as many people work at night as they do during the day on a Saturday. Hospitality. Yeah, well, the hospitality. They uh, the dinner rush is happening at four thirty. Is it? Sean, you're wouldn't be... this wouldn't this make a wouldn't this be a boom to the friggin' hospitality industry, lads? I allocated three minutes of this section on the new truncated. I alloc- Ian Prendergast. You allocated you allocated five minutes to the fucking NFL section, and it ran for three days. No, are we, we going to do cash for Crohn's? We are doing so. We're starting a charity punt, so a little punters club where we're going to try and raise some funds for a charity, which is the Crohn's disease. I think it's actually the. Uh, why are you looking at Crohn's me like I don't? Foundation or something. I'll, I'll check it up. It is my the illness I have, so I should know a bit more about it. But so we're going to call it the Cash for Crohn's. Excellent. Um, and we'll obviously post it on Twitter, yep. and we'll keep everyone everyone involved on the show with how we're going. But yep. um, what are we going with this week? Uh, we're Just to going. Kick us off. We're going to have Rose Hill. We're, we're, we're punting at Rose Hill. We've got do they Grace run, uh, She's a favourite of the show. Do they run counter Shalala, our girl. She ran last week and she cost me $1,100. Got beaten okay. in the nostril by Harlem. Mortadella, she's gone. Tail, tails, no, she ran really well. What a hopeless um, nag. We've got the, um, the Farlap Stakes up in Farlap's at Rose Hill. Fucking back. Which, yeah, no, Farlap's not back. We're going to back number 11, uh, a place only. But it's our girl, very elegant. Who I remember, very elegant with yeah, two she, R's. I'm, yes. Without with apologies to my mum, because I'm going to drop it. She's fucked us all spring. Very elegant. Well, she won. She won for us on one of the days. But as as they said at the time, she was a bit immature. She'd run with her head in the air. Yeah. She seems to have settled down a little bit. Well, now, she's got to run with a fucking boot up her ass this week. Well, <laughs> so we're only asking her to place. Um, and um, so we thought if we go her a place and we double that into. Are we going to go Sebastian Vettel, Vettel to win the um, Australian Grand Prix, Sean? Do we yeah, believe? I'm, do we believe enough in this? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm right. happy with I, that. I think that's a good bet. I think yeah. it, it, it couples what it's we've talked off about. Two in before. a row, isn't he? Yeah. So to make it three in a row, old Sebastian. All right, well, young if, Sebastian. If you can put that on, how much are we putting on? Are we all putting ten bucks in each week, or I'm not prepared to put anything in. That's uh, what you and I are going to put ten bucks each week. Correct. Uh, each in yep. each week. Yep. I don't bet. All right, gamble so response. Twenty bucks. Let us know what the odds are. <laughs> I don't forward to it on on pod. Yep. On uh, Twitter, there is one other horse running. Just for anybody who might be interested, I'm I'm afraid she's not going to get a run because she's actually the fourth emergency. But there's the Coolmore Classic on also up in Rose Hill, which is race seven. Number twenty four is a horse called okay, Number Twenty Four Pahutakawa. How many friggin' horses are in that race? I'll have a guess. 
24. It could be more than 24. Well, it actually can't because the TAB betting system doesn't permit any more than 24 horses, hence why there are no emergencies in the Melbourne Cup. literally built around gambling. It is, yeah. I've long, I've long heard. That what the fuck are you eating? Dinner rolls. I've long heard that betting on races with more than like ten horses is just stupid. Why? Because there's more horses in the field, more stuff can go on. They can be boxed in. They can Absolutely. just be idiots out there. Well, then back but a horse that gets a better harder, barrier. It's also and, harder and, to field twenty four horses and, and, and sits a lot of- further ahead of the field, so it can be out of trouble rather than sitting at the back having to run past twenty one other horses. Are you writing these tips down, Tim? Uh, yep, yeah, we are. That's we're, we're going to post them on on, <laughs> on Twitter. So anyway, yeah, Pahutakawa is a horse that I want to back. It's paying sixteen dollars a win and four dollars eighty a place. It is fourth emergency. There is already one scratching this early in the week. Sorry, so, sorry, so, so sorry. What do you mean a fourth emergency? <laughs> it's not even racing. Well, it's oh, not it. yet. He's backing a horse. <laughs> that's not in the field. He's backing a horse that's not even in the race. <laughs> it's in the race. <laughs> it just may not make the final field. If it doesn't run, you get your money back, Sean. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you don't lose your money on a non-runner. Anyway, $16. Oh, mate, I think if, you're, if you, you are stupid who's enough... Who's going to win next Thursday night? Carlton or Richmond? I think Essendon have got a chance. If you are, <laughs> if you are stupid like enough to put money on a horse that is not in the field... Oh, well, fuck you. I'm backing it now. I think you should forfeit the money. I'm backing it now on principle. I think you should forfeit your stake. I am going to put 25 bucks each way on Pahutakawa. And geez, I hope there's a few scratching and she gets up. You know what will happen? What day is this win. race? Saturday. Yeah. At some stage on Saturday, we'll touch base. How'd Pakuta Kawa go? And you'll go, didn't run. <laughs> didn't make it in. It wasn't it's not even, even first it's emergency. Not even first emergency. I don't think he got balls enough. Is there a horse there that's like eighth emergency? Can we go further <laughs> down the fucking run? Wind well, us up, Sean. We're 20 minutes over. 20? I, I told oh, you. I told Mate, you. Uh, we, we gave it a crack. We're going to get better. I told you. That NFL segment just ballooned. We love it. Anyway, so. thanks for listening. It's been. Good, I suppose. Um, <laughs> for me, Sean Peterbuck, thank you very much. For Fabian Guadagnolo Biscotto. Arrivederci, ragazzi. And for Tim Singlets Davis. Let's go the fourth emergency. Always a pleasure, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Nothing's stopping you. It's third emergency, though. <laughs> Tony! Who is this? Cal, welcome to the pod. I bet. Hmm. In the in the blue in the blue uh, toolbox. If you open it up all the way, there should be some down the bottom. Yeah. Oh, we can put a new one on every day. Yeah, you just have to jump the gate tonight. Just be careful. Don't, 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 don't wreck yourself. Check yourself. Okay. All right. Bye.